Hello and welcome everyone to the Wellbeing Podcast, where we have conversations that inspire. I am your host, Chris Sanchez, and on today's episode, we have Dorcas Cepeda, who is a licensed mental health counselor with the Team Member Assistance Program. Dorcas, thank you so much for being on the episode with us today. Thank you for inviting me today. Yeah. So, you know, before we kind of get into it, uh, can you maybe just uh, give our listeners just a little bit of context as to who is Dorcas, what your role is here at Orlando Health? So what I do here is, um, for a bit of clarity, is I work with the EAP, mm-hmm. um, and I am a psychotherapist, mental health counselor, mm. and I've been doing this for about 20 years. Wow. I was here at Orlando Health for seven years and then left and then came back and mm-hmm. I'm on my seventh year again. Wow, wow. Um, and what I do at the at the EAP is um, I see individuals, I see children, I see mm. families. Yeah. Um, so I see children from age six all the way to 99 <laughs> and I enjoy working with the families and helping parents uh, navigate some difficulties they may be having with their children yeah. and I help children to learn to voice their feelings mm. and also express their needs. But I also do um, counseling with couples mm. and individuals, wow, wow. especially nurses. Yeah, and, and you know, honestly, it's, it's one of the greater resources that we have here at Orlando Health, right, where, you know, we have our team members that depending on what need they may have, right, whether it's work stress or whether there's something going on in their lives or maybe, hey, you know, I'm having some struggles in my in my marriage or I'm having some struggles as a parent, you know, that they have that ability to be able to reach out to someone Absolutely. who is trained um, and able to help walk them through those different seasons mm-hmm. of their lives. Absolutely. And we love what we do over there at the EAP. Mm-hmm. Each team member um, gets six four to six sessions they get it for free there's no mm-hmm. copay no insurance involved no one knows you're there wow. because there is no paper yep. trail yep. not only for team members but family members living at home also get four to six sessions for free wow yeah that's so again, it's a pretty good benefit. yeah so it's, it's a really great resource and, and even right now right when we're looking at the idea of counseling uh, just in general mm-hmm. i mean you know you're, you're paying upwards of a hundred dollars for a Absolutely. session you know mm-hmm. so the fact that you know team members right now have that resource where there is no no copay or they don't have to make any payments or we don't go through insurance right. or we're not documenting, you know, mm-hmm. on Epic, mm-hmm. you know, they, right. they can take advantage of that Absolutely. and find the relief that they're looking for, for mm-hmm. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Dorcas, so I know one of the topics that we're always talking about, especially since what we do, is well-being and, and really just trying to reconcile and understand um, how well-being can be really important to us. And or in essence, how do we get to a place where well-being can be achieved? So I'm curious, just from your perspective, mm-hmm. from your experience, how, how would you define well-being? When we're looking at that scope, how does that translate for you? So well-being, um, for me, just means having healthy boundaries. Boundaries are important in order to sustain your well-being. Mm-hmm. So a boundary is something, it's not a wall, it's not a gate with chains, mm-hmm. but it is a, a flexible gate that allows the good in and that keeps the bad out. Mm. Um, it also you can also have boundaries that they can be emotional, they can be mental, they can be physical. Yeah. And it helps you to kinda um, address your needs and your wants as you go and mm. use the the gate, the flexible gate, to let in the good and keep the bad out. Mm. So as healthcare workers, well being is huge for us because our our jobs, um, they're so fast paced, they mm-hmm. change, there's so many cycles and trains 
that we can, our jobs can really kind of eliminate us or Mm. either chew us up and spit us out. (laughs) So we have to be very mindful of our boundaries. Otherwise, we unravel. And if we unravel, then we're not able to be helpful to patients or to team members or even family members. Yeah, Yeah. you know, I'm I'm curious. Have you actually read the the, the boundaries book? I have. Okay, so because that's literally the, the exact definition of, in essence, what a boundary is, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's meant to be this, yes, it's not necessarily a wall, but it's something that, and you it's like a barrier that allows you to, like you just said, you know, mm-hmm. keep the good things in, but right. keep the bad things out. Right. And, and I think, you know, when we're looking at the idea of well-being, you know, especially here as healthcare workers, a lot of times, you know, we are seeing some of the bad, right? Mm-hmm. We're seeing, you know, maybe patients coming in, you know, just in a, in a really bad medical uh, situation, mm-hmm. um, or honestly, just our own walks of life, right? Depending on what we've walked through or what we've been through, you then see or what appears mm-hmm. in that gate, so to speak, right? right. Continuing that analogy are those, mm-hmm. you know, those chains and those locks, right? Because mm-hmm. depending on what we've been exposed to or how we've been raised or how we've been taught, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we keep locks on things right. and and we don't it's almost like we we throw away the key mm-hmm. and then could never find it. Right. Right. And that would not be a healthy boundary. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but healthy boundaries um, are important, especially in our business and what we do. Um, mm-hmm. As you say, I work a lot with nurses and what I try to help the nurses, especially the new graduate nurses, mm-hmm. is to have a ritual once they're done with their 12 or 14 hour shift, they should have a ritual that's normal every day mm. when they're working and then have a ritual and a plus or extra mm. where you come home and you've had a very difficult emotional day. You should do a little extra, put back into yourself a little bit more mm. because that day has been a little bit more difficult. So having those types of tools really help you balance yeah, that. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm glad you said that because, again, sometimes even something as simple as a ritual, mm-hmm. right, or just mm-hmm. something that we can look forward to. Right. Uh, because, again, in 12, 14 hours, a lot can happen. A lot can change, oh, you know, and, and trying to figure out even how to maneuver that or, or in essence, bouncing back, right? Mm-hmm. Because, again, it's not like we just doing, we're doing this today. We also have to do it again tomorrow. And right. if you're working three in a row, you're mm-hmm. doing it for three days in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes being able to, to, to maneuver through that is really, really important. Absolutely. Um, healthcare right now is going through all kinds of changes um, on each floor, each department. Um, we've had to carry, everyone's had to carry a little bit more. Um, so some of those things we can't change. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we can change them, then we need to take a look at what can I change mm-hmm. to take care of myself. Because there are still things that I have in my power, within my power, that I can change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, for example, if I'm having a bad week, but I set up a beach day, but I can't get there because I don't have any energy, so I cancel the beach day. Mm. That's a good boundary because I just need to sleep, mm. eat, sleep, and go to bed. So I can't, um, my boss doesn't have control over my beach day, but I do. Okay. <laughs> or it could be the opposite. It's been a terrible week and I need a beach day mm-hmm. or I need a massage. So then it, because that week's been so bad, so I sign up and, and get a massage or get um, some self-care, um, which the healthcare um, department or my boss does not have control over. Dorcas, when I, when I'm, when I hear you say that, one of the things that, that popped up into my mind was, that the focus really should become more intrinsic, right? More internal, because to your point, 
you know, a lot of the times we can't control our external situations or the things that are happening outside of us, right? Sometimes we can't control if, if the staffing is short or we can't control, you know, what's, what's ahead of us. But what we can control to an extent is our response, right? Or how we handle those particular situations or recognizing, hey, I'm in a position right now that I need to, you know, focus a little bit more on my self-care. So I'm curious, what are some particular trends that, that you maybe have seen when we're talking about the idea of boundaries. Uh, what are some of those particular trends that you may be seeing throughout our healthcare workers and throughout mm -hmm. our nursing staff? Okay, well, our population um, really doesn't do a good job in self-care. Mm. So that's a theme that we're always talking about at the, at the EAP. Um, some, sometimes, even at the most basic level of not having a PCP, mm. not getting an annual physical, they haven't seen a doctor for a couple of months, and they're either nurses or healthcare workers. <laughs> Themselves, yeah. Right, but they're so busy sometimes that they don't have the time to do this. So we kind of, at the EAP, we kind of put a stop. Okay, let's get, let's get these things in place so that from there we can start building yeah, yeah, a yeah, self-care yeah. tool so, or self-care um foundation mm -hmm. because if you're failing at the basics then we can't build yeah. so another theme I see with a lot of nurses is that they don't eat lunch they skip lunch they don't even go to the ladies room mm -hmm. when they need to um, that's a boundary issue um, because we when we go home when we get home we take our dogs out right <laughs> because they're 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 not humans but they're animals and they need to go and and we need to feed them we need to give them water and we need to um, taken to to the grass. So those are again <laughs> basic boundaries that we have to begin to remind mm. our team members that you know you, we got to get back to that. We got to get back to the basics mm. so that from that basic, once that foundation is built, we can build another. Mm. Other yeah, yeah. It, it kind of goes back to the analogy of of a baby, right? Mm -hmm. So when when a baby's learning, they they don't just walk. Right. right. So they have to learn to sit, you know, or in essence, they have to learn how to roll. Right. And then from rolling, then they learn how to sit. And then mm -hmm. from sitting, they learn how to crawl. Crawling, they learn how to like stand. And then from standing, that's when they kind of right. develop that courage and, right. and right. walk. So I love how you're saying this back to basics, because I think, especially even when we're talking about well-being, mental health in general, I think we can overcomplicate some things. And I think we are looking for these big monumental changes and sometimes it's just, hey, did did you have a meal today, or right. hey, did you did you even drink a bottle? Did you even get eight ounces yeah, of water drink, in your system? Yeah. But but I love that you said self care because I, I talk about this all the time, especially as healthcare workers. You know, we're really great at taking care of people, right? And that's a passion of ours, and being there for others, going out of our way. But then what ends up happening is we're not the best at taking care of ourselves. And it's usually not until something is either falling apart or we find ourselves in a, in a particular crisis or a medical scare that now we're like, oh, my gosh, like, where has the time gone? It's been X amount of months or, man, like, I should have seen this coming if I've only done this. You know, so so for you, how you're saying reminding people in, in that stop. I love how you said we kind of stop them in their tracks, right, because Again, when's the last time you went to a, to a doctor and got a and got blood work done? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe if, if there was a little bit more, not saying that they're not proactive, but maybe if we were a little bit more proactive in that or mm -hmm. just recognizing, hey, I'm feeling a little off, let me go make an appointment right. or, you know, how's my nutrition and things like that. Mm -hmm. I think that could help, you know, with self-care. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. So there are also necessary boundaries 
with the, with your mind mentally. So I, we bump into a lot of healthcare workers that feel uh, that they have to go 100 miles an hour all mm. of the time, 24/7. So they don't have time to eat or prep meals or or um, do their due diligence that they know they personally need yeah. to do well that day. Um, so we so we kind of um, talk about you know help me how did you get there mm. you know, what you know what's your thinking that you have to always be going 100 miles an hour that um, if you don't do it it doesn't get done well where did you learn that mm. so we kind of um, explore sure. those ideas that are floating in there in a team member's head that mm-hmm. also that eventually comes out as a behavior. Mm. So we explore where did you hear where did you learn that you know how yeah. healthy is that what do you get out of that Yeah 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 uh, I'm I'm curious when you said that that ends up transforming or looks it, it it transforms into behaviors like what are some of those particular behaviors that maybe you've seen um, as you're working with with the different individuals mm-hmm. So one of those mental um, boundaries that are sometimes lacking with um, team members is the ability to say no. Mm. Okay, so it's a simple two-letter word, but it is so um, compacted with thoughts and ideas that if I say no, then they're not going to like me. If I say no, I'm going to get pushed back. If I say no, but no is important Mm. because no defines who you are, what can you do, and what you can't do. Mm -hmm. So once you understand what you can do, and what you can't do, then you're able to formulate um, what you're going to do. Mm. So that, that again, that's a boundary, a mental boundary of learning to say no when you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are very afraid of that two-letter word. Mm. Why do you think that is? I know you mentioned before it's maybe, is it more consequence-related or hey, this was maybe I was, no was never part of our, our, our growing up, right? So mm-hmm. what do you think that comes from? Well, the the need to be liked, the mm. need to be loved, the need to be um, a team player, mm. okay? And all of those things are good. There's nothing wrong with any of that. Um, but when you're doing them again and again and again at your expense, then it takes a toll. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So sometimes uh, we want to say no, um, and we don't say no, mm-hmm. and we do what's asked of us, mm-hmm. um, and we do it several times. We want to be team players, but if inside of you, your heart is saying, "Okay, we've contributed," mm-hmm. you know, we're unraveling now. That's a problem. Yeah, you have to step back and say, "Okay, I can't unravel." Yeah, so I'm going to have to somewhere somehow be able to say no. Yeah, and sometimes you don't have to say no. Sometimes you can say, "I can't, I can't do that anymore," mm-hmm. or "I've contributed this much." Um, Ask me again in two weeks. Mm. It's a good reframe. Yeah, yeah. It's a good reframe. You're still a team player. Sure. Okay, but you're not saying this hard now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, (laughs) Um, but you're saying no right now. It's it's not a good time for Mm. you. Try me again next week. No, oh, I like that. Yeah. You know, it, it, going back to the book, uh, the Boundaries book, right? Uh, it, when I was reading it, that's that's the big, like in essence, that's the big red flag. Usually people that struggle with boundaries is people pleaser, right? That, mm-hmm. that tends to come up a lot. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really glad that you said that because I think also too what's happening is depending on our upbringing, sometimes the thing, you know, the, the people that we're exposed to our environment, we are seeking out this validation or this need to belong you know or you know maybe i didn't get the affirmation from maybe my mom or dad or you know maybe i i feel like i need to prove myself because all of this is riding on me 
And I think what ends up happening is we can bypass the the ability to either say no or try me again in two weeks because we just want to meet this demand of I just want people like I just want to I want that validation or the confirmation that I am right. good enough. Right. And it's pretty human to want to be liked mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and be part of a team. It's really human. It becomes unhealthy when you say yes, 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 mm. yes. And now it's not sustainable. Exactly. Then you're working against yourself. Yeah. So if you can't show up your best at, at your best, just because you're not saying no enough. Mm. Yeah. So that's important. So how about on the flip side? How about the person that's always saying no? Like, I'm not going to do this. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, what do you say to someone like that? That also is an unhealthy boundary. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you know, a hard no, <laughs> you have to sit back and check out why is it always a hard no? Okay. Absolutely. I love that. Um, it's important to know why you're saying no. It could be, you could be anxious. You could be afraid. Mm-hmm. You don't have enough information. So you're just saying no mm-hmm. versus asking for more information. Mm-hmm. So hard no's are also unhealthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I like that actually. So, so, to make it a little bit more tangible, how do you work with, let's say, a team member that says, hey, look, maybe I'm being asked to do something that's out of my element or something I'm not entirely comfortable with or, hey, I, I just don't know how to say no. How do you like, can you maybe walk us through that process of, of what that would particularly look like as you're working with someone? So that's where um, mindfulness come in, comes in. Mindfulness is a good boundary, it's a healthy boundary, mm. because you're always checking in on how you're feeling, what are you needing, and taking care of yourself in the moment. Mm. So when your boss comes and has an ask, you've already checked in, you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. But if you're not checking in mm-hmm. to see how you're feeling, I, do I need um, to use the restroom, do I need a sandwich right now, <laughs> do I need some water, um, yeah. then it's a saying, um, no, a hard no is going to come out really quick. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Torcas, I know that we have been focusing on the importance of having healthy boundaries at work, you know, but but I'm curious and even interested in, in seeing how does that even play out in our personal lives, right? Because, of course, boundaries don't just exist uh, at, at work, but they also exist in our personal lives. So how, how do you, in essence, reconcile that or what does that look like, you know, on a personal level? that's interesting that you say that because uh, as a therapist those two kind of mesh together Mm. at times if we're not mindful Mm. okay so I sometimes hear people will say well I'm gonna leave this at home because this happened at home and I'm gonna leave this at work because this happened at work that's not that doesn't happen Mm. we're gonna bring it all together everywhere we go unless we're mindful Mm. of okay I left work so I'm on my way home I, so um, what I do is once I get to a certain 7-Eleven, okay, <laughs> before I get there, I'm thinking about all the cases I've, I've worked today, taking a, you know, a, a review on my day, and then after that 7-Eleven, that's it. It's mm-hmm. done. Now I'm, ta- I'm thinking about home. What do I still need to do? What's there? My chores, my family. And so I'm switching mm-hmm. to now I'm going home. But yeah. you have to be mindful sure, of sure. that. And I think that goes back to the ritual yes. that you were talking about. Exactly. So for you, it's I have a physical landmark mm-hmm. that, in essence, shows me or alerts me, hey, you've thought about work long enough mm-hmm. it's a, after this landmark we can no, not that we can't no longer think about right, it right. but 
this is that, in essence, that enforcer that says, okay, let's leave that and now let's think about, in essence, let's transition over. Exactly. You know, I love that. You know, it's interesting because even like when I am driving home from work, that's usually my wife actually, that's my social time, right? So I get out of work and, you know, by the time I'm in the parking garage and I drive out because it's an hour drive, my first phone call, always my wife checking in. How are you? You need anything? Nine times out of ten, I might even have to go do a Publix run or one of the girls are super hungry and usually one of them wants like a, a candy bar and I got to go stop and get it. But then from there, my my the rest of my commute is I'll call some friends, I'll check in on some people. Um, but again, that is in essence that disruption mm-hmm. between like work and home. Mm-hmm. So that puts me in a different, you know, mm-hmm. thinking capacity, a different mentality mm-hmm. uh, because I'm also a big believer. And it's actually a rule that we have in our home is when we come home from work, whether it's my wife or I, we never walk into our home with our phones, um, like in a phone call or, or literally using our phone because it's not fair to our children who have been waiting for us all day or even my spouse who's been waiting to see me all day like and, I'm, and I'm walking into the house and I'm saying, oh, hey, hold on, hold on, daddy's got to be on the phone for a couple of minutes or give me a second, give me a second. <laughs> in essence, what I've done there is I've disrupted the rest of that evening, potentially, you know, so for us, it's, hey, if you got a phone call, don't come into the house until that phone call is done because the moment you walk in through these doors, this is now what matters. Right. That's very good. And again, it's a ritual. A ritual, so it's absolutely. It's not a rule. It's really a ritual. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. to to um, bless your family, to be present with your family, and that now I'm I'm home and you have my attention. Mm-hmm. So those boundaries are important. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. they get blurred. So so when I get in my car after work, I have so many stories in my head. Um, so I call no one. So I get mm-hmm. in my car and um, I turn on. I have series. Um, as part of my radio, so I turn on the spa channel, then I switch it to escape channel, and for about 10-15 minutes I'm just listening to that and reviewing my day. Mm. Um, and then after that, then I may make a phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, once I'm past that 7-Eleven, mm-hmm. then I'm home in my mind, okay, I still have to do this chore, I have to cook <laughs> this, I have to prep that, got to put that uh, basket of laundry in the washer. Um, I'm I'm tra- I'm changing. I'm transitioning. Getting ready to be uh, present when I'm walking into mm-hmm. my home. Yeah, and, and you know what I what I love about that too, and the word that keeps coming into my mind is the word calibrate, right? Because mm-hmm. there's going to be days that you may have to calibrate that and say, okay, mm-hmm. maybe I have to think about this a little bit more, or you know, maybe I'm at home and I really need to calibrate and make sure nothing else is in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to make those those particular adjustments, and it really, what, what I guess the takeaway that I'm getting here is, you know boundaries in and of itself it's it's on a continuum Mm -hmm. right so it's something that maybe we're constantly having to you know reevaluate reassess because again depending on the season that we're in we're in or even the the capacity levels that we're in day in and day out it's going to cause us right when we're looking at that particular fence it's hey can this gate stay open for another day you know what or or in essence reminding ourselves okay what am i letting in today you know that may not be beneficial to me and if it's already inside how do i get that out right right and sometimes we have to recalibrate to be able to get some of those things out or even remind ourselves hey we got a lot of good stuff around us let's let's remind ourselves of the good things right and that's where like you said the self-care comes in absolutely and the rituals and having those already pre-thought 
Mm. So it becomes automatic yeah. for you once you leave your, your yeah. place of work. Oh, yeah. Well, Dorcas, thank you so much for being able to give us just some insight on the importance of boundaries uh, and really just allowing us to be able to have this conversation with you. So thank you so much for being on the episode with us today. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. All right, everyone, until our next episode, we will see you later. Bye.